Make sure this is uh, picking up on all levels. Go ahead and say something real quick. Um, C&H, C&H. Mommy uses it to make great cakes. She uses it for her cookies and her candy. They're dan dan dandy. The fuck? You ain't never seen that old ass commercial? C&H sugar commercial? The only CNA sugar commercial I know is the one that the Loonies did on their on um, Drew Down's first album, uh, the Ice Cream Man. It wasn't even called the Ice Cream Man, but uh, there was a dude named CNH that they were hanging out with, and a guy kidnapped Yuck Mouth, and they called uh, CNH and was like, "Yo, where that nigga CNH at?" And they was like, "Don't even worry about that. Who's this?" And they was like, "Man, don't even worry about that. I got your boy Yuck Mouth." That was no, like 1993. It was like, a, it was like an old fucking. I gotta find this goddamn thing because no don't, one don't ever. Don't feel obligated. No, I feel I'm upset right now because this is bullshit. No one ever remembers that damn sugar commercial. Just because, pe- look, man, there's a ton of commercials that you just get in your head. Haven't have you seen Inside Out yet? No. You need to see Inside Out. You as a as a as a black male with no children need to take yourself into the movie theater and watch Inside Out. What the fuck is Inside Out? It's the the, 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 the Disney movie. It's the, it's, it's the Inside Out. About the, oh. the feelings. And the, and the Disney. And Inside Out. Uh, yeah, I know nothing of this. It's a, it's a good movie. It's got a lot of... Oh, I probably will. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's about feelings. You know, and 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 subconscious thoughts and and memories and bringing up old stuff, and it's good. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like an eight dollar bacon and cheese sandwich. It's good. Oh, an egg. It's important on a croissant with grilled onions. You went entirely too in depth with that, sir. I wasn't even done yet. Spicy brown mustard. It has to be provolone cheese. <laughs> I want my eggs with just a dash of kosher salt and some pepper. Um, a little bit of crystal hot sauce on the top. No Cholula because that's a little bit too spicy for my taste. The croissant has to be toasted on one side with a buttered uh, bottom on the grill. Pow, stamp it. And if you can... Not a lot of people can do this anymore, but if you can mix my cheese into the eggs, you are a god amongst men and women. Ladies, I'm not leaving you out, but a lot of restaurants don't do that anymore. They're like, yeah, if we mix the cheese into the egg, the egg won't cook all the way. You can get sick. And I'm like, nigga, y'all serve eggs over easy here. The egg yolk pops. What are you scared of? What you afraid of? Get your life. Fair enough. Fair enough, America. Yeah, I think I sent that shit to you in, in uh, Facebook. What, Somebody America? No, that damn uh, commercial. I, I just like not. the song. Nigga, it's catchy. It, it really is not nearly as catchy as you might hope it is. Sing it again. I'm not singing that shit again. Come on, don't, don't. I was not don't. made to sing that shit. Come I was on. not made, I was not created to sing this shit on earth. Come on, put it on wax. Fuck that shit. Come on, CNH, CNH. 
come after B and come after G. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> I, I fucking can't right now. No, I can't. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No worries. You give me a legitimate out. I, I do my. I, that song. I do my best. Sometimes. CNH. Yo, where that nigga CNH at? Don't even worry about that. I got your boy Yuck Mouth. That's that's really it. And I wish I could remember what the song was called because it is hard. I think it's called Rescue 911. And I'm gonna play oh. it on this on this show. I guarantee it. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Well, it shouldn't, because I'm going to play it. C&H Sugar commercial. Oh, you thought I meant the Rescue 911 song. No. Sorry. That too, but mostly this C&H. C&H Commercial Island. C&H Pure Cane Sugar. Let me see, though. You were born in, like, 1992. So, it ain't going to be the 70s. It's an old-ass commercial. I don't remember where I saw it, Okay, well, if you're saying it's an old commercial, that means it's the 1985 commercial. No, nigga. I mean, like, 1950s, 60s, nigga. Okay, you're saying it's old, so we're going to look at 1979 and uh, click. I sent you the link. Oh, you did? Oh. Facebook. Why'd you say that? Nigga, I said that. Quiet as kept ass, nigga. I mean, that's what I do. It's part of my my personality. Alright, let's see how this sounds real quick on a nigga. Oh yeah, yeah. C N H, C N H. Everybody wants to say C N H, C N H. That one, I remember that one. Yes, nope. I'm just joking. I just heard the link that you sent me. C N H, C N H. White people singing in cowboy hats. C N H, C N H. Sugar cane, which is really weird. The commercial is fucking weird, but the goddamn, goddamn song is catchy as fuck. This the shit you listen to, huh? Don't judge me, sir. Can't help it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say that I blame you. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Real talk, first of all, fuck that shit. Secondly, real talk, I can't even judge you too hard because back in the day, my joint was the uh, Chiquita Banana commercial. Damn it. Like the old Chiquita Banana where she's singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to know all the words. You could cook it in a salad. You could cook it in a pot. But no way you want to eat them. There's no way that you can beat them. But Chiquita like the tropics of the very, very tropical equator. So you can only eat bananas. Here we go. This is the shit. This better be it. I think it is. Shit is racist as shit. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm Chiquita Banana and I don't just say I come from Mitchell Island down in Quaker Way. I say I'm big and banana, but from Cabo to see if I can help good neighbors. That ain't it. Let me see. I'm going to find that shit now. I'm Chiquita Banana, and I'm here to say... Here we go. 
And this woman was bad. She was a singer, too. Get down for hers. Do that thing with her mouth. All right, get to singing. Find out this one of the ones that... Um, nope, that's it. I'm Chiquita Banana and I've come to say Bananas, bananas have, have to ripen in a certain way And when they click the barley got a golden hue Bananas are the best and are the best for you You can put them in a salad No, you can't You can put them in a cooking. How about me? No, no, when you are fully ripe, my dear, those little flecks of brown appear. Babe. You're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. So this nigga take his clothes off. You can put them in a pie. Any, any way you, you want, want to, to eat them. them. It's impossible to beat them. But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. So you can never put bananas in your refrigerator. Yeah. That's that gangster shit. I see, nigga. You was over here running, dragging me about a goddamn sugar goddamn commercial. Yeah, I mean... Oh, that shit is really fucked up. I mean, you, you, you singing a... You... I'm looking at this dude. It looked like the Marlboro Man singing to a bunch of black. Yeah, it's wrong. The slave master singing pleasure. to the kids in the in the sugar cane, talking about uh, spill the wine. <laughs> That's not oh, God. Spill the wine. Dig that girl's not even the song I was trying to think of. What was the song? Um, it was on Beetlejuice. Oh, speaking of Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. Speaking of Beetlejuice. They're coming out with a um, Blu-ray 30th anniversary copy of The Last Dragon. Nigga. My my, man, my life just ended and started again. Resuscitated and everything. Everything. That is my life. Show enough. Was my baby daddy's mom's brother's cousin's friend. Baby daddy my dad wait 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 no not my baby daddy my dad's my dad How the dad's baby daddy no my dad's my dad I'm confused I, oh, okay. my dad I, I meant to say my dad but came out my baby daddy which doesn't work in this situation cause no not. you actually have kids and you your baby daddy like if, if if you didn't have no kids that might work you know what when I jack off I am my baby daddy I mean, you you are your baby daddy any goddamn way because you got kids, nigga. I mean, are, are they just not yours? That is I mean, true. I like that. Wait, that works. Yeah, so, yeah. No, wait, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I'll work with that, I suppose. It sounds better than what I was thinking, but... My dad knows the dude who was the um, stunt double for Show Enough. Oh, cool. That's what I was trying to say. They like this. Fingers are hella far apart, but they like that. <laughs> he just knows them. Like, like if he walked up on them in the club, it wouldn't work out well, but he knows of him sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. 
But um, yeah, man. Dang, it's been a good two months since I've done a show. So I thought I knew I wasn't fucking tripping. No, I took a break. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I took a break, and and I would have kept taking breaks if it wasn't for folks like my good friend talking about we need to develop a GoFundMe for Cecil the Lion. Oh. Oh. No, really. Justice for Cecil. Yeah, so the thing is a petition to demand justice for Cecil the Lion killed in Zimbabwe. And then the uh, caption says, you will be missed, Cecil. Roar. Oh my god. Roar. Please tell me there's no seriousness involved in this. I got the eye of the lion on my wall because I shot him and he died and I laughed and you will never hear him roar. I'm actually pretty salty about this because, you know, Cecil died in Africa and everybody lost their mind. But there's like civil wars going on in Africa and nobody cares. Yeah, pretty much. There's like blood diamonds in Africa and child soldiers in Africa and nobody cares. Yeah, but they're not lions. They're not like, they're they're not lions going to war. If this was like lion guerrilla warfare, oh my gosh. You know what? Lion warfare. You know what? I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that's going to blow people's minds. Because this is just going to destroy one of their favorite movies. King Jaffe Jafar wears a lion on his back the whole movie long and coming to America. Oh my god. Yeah. We didn't know. All felines matter. Yeah. I'm gonna kill some pussy Shit tonight. Is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it just irritates me, dude, with everything that's going on in Africa. Everything. And I'm not trying to make this into a serious show because this is still my summer of no but still with everything else going on in Africa dude they're cutting off the most private areas of young ladies they are mutilating them just because they're kidnapping young ladies and they still haven't found those young ladies they're killing people there's child soldiers who are getting high on drugs and just going out and murking entire villages and we're mad over a cat in everything in this huge continent and really let's be honest about it Africa is like boom Africa is everywhere. Like, if you want, you could put United States in Africa. You could put South America in Africa. You could put Canada in Africa. And Africa will still be like, that's it. You know? And and that whole... It's the second biggest continent behind Asia. And and that whole thing. We're mad about one cat. Nigga, Africans have been hunting cats since, since, since. That's how they eat. I didn't know anything about Cecil until today be honest with you i didn't care i don't think half the people i don't think jimmy kimmel cared no i don't but he shed real thug tears he shed meek mill tears over cecil the cat not tony the tiger nigga (laughs) (laughs) cecil the lion like who names a cat cecil that's how he knew it was a black cat which is why people shouldn't be nearly as mad as they're acting Ain't no white people named Cecil. And it's Cecil yeah. America. Cecil Fielder. <laughs> the big cat, Cecil Fielder. <laughs> but yeah. 
you'll be Miss Cecil Roar. I got the eye of the tiger. Eye of this is and, and people are like, this breaks my heart so much. How dare they just kill this beautiful king of the jungle? And I'm like, what about black people? And they said, oh, we don't care about the bunnies. We just care about the kings of the jungle. Not the bunnies of the jungle. See what I did there? No, mm-hmm. you'll get it later on. Mm-hmm. That one stunned. I'm not even going to lie. That one stunned me. <laughs> Shit. Oh. oh, man. But you know what's so crazy about that whole like uh, trope about lions being the king of the jungle? Lions don't roam in jungles last I checked. Nope. Nope. Fucking, fucking white people and their ignorant ass white, like, knowledge of, or lack of knowledge about fucking African culture and even geography. I play Voltron. Fucking, you know what? That's the thing, though. Like, I don't, like, I, I can't even be mad at white people because they don't even know where the fucking lions go. I blame Voltron and the Wizard of Oz. Just fucking the king of the goddamn jungle. How the fuck you gonna be a king of some place you don't never go? You know what? Fuck this. I am the king of Berlin. That's what we're gonna. Well, if you're the king of Berlin, then I'm the king of Prussia. I've always wanted to say that name. Prussia. P R U S S I A. Prussia. Not Prussia like Splackavelli, but Prussia. Yes. My first edict there is. Mo Greens. Mo Greens, niggas. <laughs> oh, my God. Let, Yo. Let there be soul food for all y'all niggas. Yo, I have, like, um, nigga, the March for Justice. The, the, I'm sorry, not the March for Justice, but the Movement for Black Lives convening. Uh-huh. Yeah, that shit was so dope. So fucking dope. All right. Tell me was. more, tell me more. It was like, imagine a feeling where you don't like, all, all of the external um, feelings of blackness are gone. You just feel like you're able to be yourself. You can walk around, you can say what's up to people, you can just like, and there's no real fucking judgment. Now granted, that wasn't um, it's entirely extended to everybody at the convening because a lot of trans folks did feel, feel you know, left out and um, kind of excluded in certain ways, but they made the shit known and, you know, the credit to the organizers because they made adjustments. But even that is, you know, progress in itself because, nigga, we've been asking for, we've been asking for police to stop killing us for, I mean, this specific push for about a year now yeah and you know it just went up so what can you say but no it was it was beautiful i I had like this i had the weirdest fucking thing happen on um saturday it was uh myself uh, a guy named jordan from new york uh a couple of queer folks named um oh gosh amos and lotus from New York as well, and we were all talking capitalism, and we're sitting on the corner. We're sitting on the corner right behind the campus, because um, the campus is like actually smoke free and shit. And 
we're chilling, we're, we're, we're enjoying ourselves, and there's this dude, there's this guy, bald-headed black guy, he had on like a tank top, uh, some like shorts, and he had one of them church fans, you know, with like the popsicle stick looking um, handles on oh, it? Oh yeah, the one with Martin Luther King on the front. Yeah, I don't think that one had Martin, though, it was... And a funeral Actually, home for, uh, the funeral home for Jones and uh, family, or, or Thompson Brothers, or... or, yes. or um, let me see what else. Jones and Jones and family, Thompson and Sons, um, and they always have a whatever mortuary is advertising that day. Yeah, yeah. So he walk like he's he's on the like we're um, on these benches, just kind of chilling, and he's like at the crosswalk, and he starts walking or like on the corner by the crosswalk, and he starts walking toward us, and I'm looking out the corner of my eye because you know again. Um, it just looked weird, and we didn't know, like, clearly he wasn't with the convenience, so it was like, okay, what's good with it? So I turned around, and he's, like, walking towards us and kind of, like, moving his mouth, but I couldn't hear shit. So I'm like, what? And he kept talking, and I'm like, yo, I can't fucking hear you. I'm not even trying to be rude, like, and so he was like, man, um, is it cool if I just shoot somebody in the face? Wait, wait. Now, mind you. Wait. Wait, wait, yes. wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. My shout out to my homeboy Scarfinger. I already know what he would say about this, but please continue. So um like being in the fact I was already in a bad situation, like I was already the closest to him, I was already like um a little too far a little too close to run away. So you know, I just began to, you know, try to talk myself out of being shot. I didn't know if he was planning on shooting me, but I figured that that would be the wise idea. Yeah, yeah. Because the church fan, he had, like, he was holding his waist, and he had the church fan, like, over his hand. And so we're talking, I'm like, yo. I'm like, for what? Like, what? He was like, no, nah, not you. And I'm like, okay, cool. But then he was looking past me, and I'm like, uh, is he talking about somebody here? Like, that's behind me, and then I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Like, I'm not really worried about it. Let me just talk to this dude, see what the fuck I can do. Because clearly, a motherfucker walk up to you whispering, talking about they want to shoot somebody in the face. Either they're mentally ill, or there's some sort of immediate mental dysfunction that's going on. You know what I mean? Either way, you need to pay them attention. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm talking to someone like, look, man, I'm going to tell you like I would expect anybody to tell me. You going to go shoot somebody in the face comes with a hell of a lot more problems than you willing to deal with right now. I promise you. This, just for being, just because somebody stole on you, just because somebody fired on you, like, okay, cool, you got hit in the face. Like, and he was like, no, man, but I just feel so, I feel so angry. And I was like, okay, good, nigga, let's deal with them feelings. Like, <laughs> he was like, man, I just don't know how, and I don't, and I got to, I don't know why it or how it came up, but like the fact that I'm from Compton came up. And then, like, that instantly fucking diffused the entire conversation. Like, nigga just, like, he, he, like, reached, like, he just walked up and, like, shook my hand a little bit and then stuck, st- you know, stepped back and shit and talking to him. I'm like, okay. I, oh, man, I am, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but this whole <laughs> Compton, if you say you're from Compton, you immediately get respect because people think you're a gang banging Kendrick Lamar fan. I'll take that. I know, hey, but. This shit saved my life, nigga. I'm pretty sure, or possibly could have saved my life. I'm going to take it. I feel that. I understand. There have been plenty of times where Compton has worked to my disadvantage. Being from Compton has worked to my disadvantage. I am well aware. Fuck. Fuck that. I'll be cool with it. So. 
Which one, would be, get... which one would be freakier to you, though? A dude saying, hey, do you think it would be okay if I shot somebody in the face? Or a dude walking up to you and saying, hey, would it be okay if I came down there and sang to you? Who do you? <laughs> Girl, who do you belong to? My point of view is... Honestly, I would have taken the latter because you know, no violence. like that would have that would have come off stranger to me, but um, a lot, lot more safer, you know, lot lot safer. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so, like, I'm finally trying to like talk the dude down, and I'm like, look, man, I'm gonna, I can go, like, we can go get you some help, and it's, um, so I'm trying, I'm talking to, because the two queer folks left, and I don't necessarily know that I blame them. Because he was looking behind me, and they were directly behind me. So I don't know if they got the idea that he was looking at them. Um, if it was anybody, if, if, shit, if I was them, I probably would have dipped out too. Because, I, I mean, I guess it looked like I kind of sort of had this shit under control. I don't know. I, I still don't remember what the fuck I did to get it under control. But it is what it is. So I'm talking to uh, the other guy, Jordan. And um, in the process of doing that, like, I'm trying to go. You know, I'm like, look, I'm going to go get him some help. You stay right here, help him do some deep breathing, help him calm, calm the fuck down. He, like, takes off. And so I'm like, shit, I don't know if he's about to go hurt somebody or if he just, you know, needed to walk that shit off and cry. Somewhere privately, like, I, you know, I really don't know. what. So I kind of, like, I told Jordan to go get some help. And then I would just tell him. So I tell him from, like, a block away. You know, I ain't, I ain't stupid. Um, you know, and plus I wanted to kind of, you know, just keep an eye on them, but like not too, not straight too far off campus because I'm in Cleveland and I don't know where the fuck I'm going. But, um, you know, all in all, I, I tell him for like 10 minutes and then he just ended up taking off. But it was like, it was crazy because like somebody brought up, it was like, yo, you, you probably saved two people's lives that day. And I was like, yeah, okay, all right. I was, I mean, you know, it. Me and you both deal with mental illness. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just, I look at it from the lens of that could have been me. Yeah. That could have been, that could have been Rashani. That could have been somebody that I I know and love. And he has somebody that he knows and loves. And that's what, honestly, like, that's what Black Lives Matter is about. Like, is the very, you know, the, the treat, treating black people with humanity, regardless of your, your, your race as yourself. Like that's that I I don't I don't know what to say. Like it was just it was it was it was, it was fucking scary. I mean I'm not gonna bullshit. It's not it's, it's not it's, it wasn't the first time I had to kind of sort of talk myself out of getting shot. But I was hoping that you know the last time that that happened that that would be the last. And you know it was it was crazy though. See that that seems like one of those moments where they'd be like what would you do and I think I'd react differently I don't know why I reacted the same way I did when I told my mom about it she was like oh so you mean you de-escalated I was like oh yeah you mean like the police was supposed to do she was (laughs) (laughs) she was like well yeah yeah he would have asked me and I would have been like nah nigga don't do that that's 5 to 10 and he would have walked away and found somebody else and somebody would have got shot and I would have felt guilty for it because I hadn't told him the truth that it was actually 25 with an Izzel. 
Yeah. But you know, that's just me. Uh, the single simulcast episode 190. Fat Man Wild Spin the Beats. We'll be right back. <laughs> Walking down the street watching ladies All night watching me What's the housing authority tasking OPD It's raining, it's pouring Do a two-fold, no snoring Posted on the spot with the Glock Cause we wore it I'm soaring to the top of the deck Hacing the hole on the grind Giggity grind, no time for chasing hoes Dolphins love me Come to the spot pushing a buggy filled with kids So cut that cola, man, can you block me? The slugs be on fat, but what's that? A Cadillac, I'm not gun proof Some nigga out the sunroof busting caps I'm striking to the bush but didn't quite make it They thought it breaking and taking my shit Without my grip I'm naked I hate it Got smacked across the face With a sold off They wrote me up Choked me up Now I'm hauled off With the pumpkin here Locked in the trunk I'm having flashbacks Cause all I heard was Glassbacks and hella bum Man Get the phone man Nigga Get the phone. Knock at the door baby get, get, I, I, I got the phone I got the phone What's up nigga CNHI. Who the fuck is this, nigga? I know what CNHI is. Who is this? Don't worry about that. I got your boy Yuck Mile. Who on the phone? Hey, hey, man. Check this out, player. Um, I'm on my boy. Let me let me speak to my boy right now, nigga. What's happening? There you go, right here, nigga. Speak quick. Hello? What's up, nigga? I slipped, they got the foe with the non-slow Where you at, nigga? Don't know where the fuck I am cause I'm blindfolded Survived these last three days, slucky But now hurt because they talking about getting this bitch with A's to fuck hey, they, they go now hundred thousand, you feel? Make it snap because I think these fools will cap me on the real I'm hanging naked on the crucifix With a small last lip and they's about to let loose the bitch Right after me and Annabone, they gonna tie me to a guard that drag my ass like Indiana Jones. Go, get that the, damn hey, phone, get that motherfucking that. phone, nigga. Stop. Nigga, you better get the money, nigga, cause I ain't playing, nigga. I'm gonna go, nigga. Damn. Man, what's up, man? Man, man, man. Get the motherfucking gas, see, nigga? They got you nigga. Look, I got the gas. What they hollering? They want a hundred thousand dollars at the dope. And that is it, they said they got drones for these folks. The niggas ain't playing, they want to grip, they want to get paid. I'm so my nigga, they're about to have your mouth. Fuck a bitch with eight. Oh shit, I grab the best of 38, the 44, a 45, Mac 10, and AK 47. And get strapped like a soldier. I win the rescue, my nigga, I won't kill him, I'ma torture them. Cause now it's strictly funny and gunny, see? You just not my partner, yes, not mouth, and want some just niggas. From me, but no way in the world or would you get that? Now I'm still got the guest snack. I want my partner best snack. We hopped into the boat, dope, boat, honey, flow ship. I gotta have the posse with the chip just in case we slip and be Audi on that asshole. Fuck the po po. I'm thinking about my partner with the night, what, what, coat. I'm coming through your back door. I'm feeling no sympathy. The only thing you get from me is H-E-A-T. I'm putting it in your pants. I'm making you do the dance. Get the phone, man. Get the phone, on, man. Might man. be them niggas on the phone. Answer that, bud. Hold on, man. Come Answer that phone. Might be them niggas, man. Hold on, 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 man. H
Don't play these fools cause they might slip But hurry up before they squeeze my nuts with vice grips They wanna have my ass hauled off Up to my hips and sold off And that bitch with age is taking the drawers off Call off the scraps cause they feuding for the bundle One's trying to swindle Mumbo with shit, no mumbo jumbo The dumb hoe was tripping so I might not have to dig the cotton Cause the clicks are both to break her off of 50 rock And she know that I know that you know was like a big ass drought in the O So fuck that hoe They really trying to pump fear and shit Got that bitch looking like Ethiopian of the year and shit I straight escape cause they straight got funk out in the front Drawing down on each other with multiple pumps I socked the bitch to tie her up They left the clock in here Can't do shit with it cause they left the nigga lock in here Man, if I do, it's my doom. I'm at the Tribune. Twelve stories up in the vacant room. So what the fuck is up? They coming up with some moat niggas. I'm at the door about to go trigger. Happy, my nigga back me. Over quick, fast, in a hurry. Like snappy people, they cap me. Don't trip, cause I got four clips and a grenade. But bring some moat shit, because they might be hard to pay. Never. I'm coming for your ass with the triggers. I never leave you hanging on that crucifix, my nigga. Hey, hey, hey.
Secure girl shot at all. I'm trying to make you feel good like monsters ball. Ha, with two birds of a feather. So if you wink at me one more time, shorty, I'ma say we go together. The night is young. We only live once. Let's hit the town and get this thing done. Light a couple candles. Turn down the music. You don't need no help because you know how to use it. No need to rush, girl. This ain't fine. We can go for hours. Take your time. Go ahead. Turn up and do that thing you do. You came to give it to me and I came to give it to you. Simulcast episode 190, Fat Man Wild Rashani. Ricky's here. I've been trying to get Ricky on the show for like ever, and he just pops up today and he's like, Yo, you doing a show? And I was like, I guess, because you know, I've had like two months off. And then he's like, You doing a show? And I was like, I guess. And then I was sitting in a room watching um, MasterChef, which. You ever see a show and you think you could do it? And then you see what they actually are doing and you realize, I, I just don't think I got the power to do that. Yeah, but you know what though, being with Sherelle, given that she works on like reality TV and a lot of food shows too, like I've learned now that like nah, bro, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, me neither. It's not that it is not that damn simple. It's made to look simple, but it ain't that goddamn simple. Exactly. They'd be like, bring up your best, uh, your best dish. You have five minutes to bring out your best dish, and everybody will be cooking like uh, chicken tapenade and and. Um, jambalaya with remoulade sauce and all these great things and I bring up fucking cheeseburger macaroni yeah cause that's all you gonna make in five minutes nigga everybody they be like yeah I made my home I, I made my uh, my homemade ice cream and I'm like what you did huh yes, I, five minutes I took hydrogen to freeze the ice cream and well nigga I 
took mustard and mixed it into my cheeseburger macaroni to give it that extra zestiness. Did you yeah, make the mustard? It. Wait, what? <laughs> no. I'd have had half a sandwich, nigga. That's it. <laughs> I wouldn't even have had the other bread on on top this by the a, time they called five minutes. This is an open face peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> 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 and try and make it sound elegant. I used unsalted creamy peanut butter and raspberry jelly with no seeds. Ooh. Yeah. The nigga next to you is like, I made my own pasta for a spinach tortellini. Fuck you. Hate you so much, nigga. Your mama hates you. I know that. Cause <laughs> yeah. That's why you can cook so goddamn well. Oh, cause Everybody your in your family hates you. You're lonely. I, ca- I can't cook because my mama can. My mom taught me how to cook a long time ago. I swear. She looked me dead in my eye and said, you know what, Derek? about a 65% chance you're going to look like your daddy, so I better teach you how to cook something. <laughs> and she taught me how to cook, and then my, my my aunt taught me how to cook, and then everything else just learning experiences. Like, you don't... I realize now that we don't tell people what they need to really know about cooking, such as if you don't dip the catfish or the chicken into something before you dip it into the flour that you're going to use to cook your fried chicken that batter is going to slide right the hell off yeah leaving you but with you a think that would be common sense though no you wouldn't How, what what the first Fair time enough. somebody cooks why would somebody think yeah. that you that's true look look we don't sit in there while people cook so we just immediately think everything adheres to food I'm yeah. going to mix up this dry well, rub and put it on this catfish and throw it into the sink and boom, batter. Wait. Hell yeah. You didn't know, you didn't know catfish had a gravitational pull, cuz? Man, I was unsure. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to go ahead and make this catfish and I'm going to make this fried chicken and I'm going to make this shrimp and all I'm going to have this batter on. It's going to be tight and the batter just cracked off it didn't even fall off it just like slipped off like a negligee like Mm. it was amazing and i had the whole family there and on top of all that not only did this the 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 batter fall off the chicken the chicken was medium rare this is the first time i cooked i'm sitting this down in front of my family and i'm feeling all full of myself the batter fell off and the chicken was medium rare and my mom was looking at it like Baby, you need to pop this back into the fire. So I put it back on the fire and cooked it for so long that it was tough. I was mad. I didn't know how to make grits until, like, I was 22. Damn. You know what's crazy, though? My mom taught me how, my mom, like, taught me how to cook a, a good bit um, before I turned 18. And then, like, after I joined the Navy, I realized that, like, well, I moved to Virginia. You know, Virginia is not is technically the South. It's, I mean, really, it's the Southeast, but it's the South. It's the South for, for all intents and purposes. It's the South. Um, yeah. And I realized, like, oh shit, women that I'm dating will cook for me. I don't have to know how to cook. I was like, fuck. Every every time a woman would ask me if I know how to cook, I'd be like, no, I don't know how to cook at all. 
And then my mom blasted me one day with one of my girlfriends. She was like, yeah, so has he cooked you anything? Or she was like, oh, is he helping cook? I guess he had, And she was like, no, he can't cook. And I just looked. I was like, uh, the jig is up. Mama, please. Mama, no. Uh-oh. Mama, please. Mama, mama. no. <laughs> he just know, cooked me a five-course meal. He just cooked me a five-course meal last week. Really? He told me that he can't even make a grilled cheese sandwich good. Nah, baby. He made us Thanksgiving dinner last year. Mama, no. Mama, no. Has he told you about his bedwetting issue yet? Mama, no. Yeah, he wet the bed just last week, baby. We nicknamed him Depends. Damn. Cause, uh, I, was, I was so hurt. I was like, how you gonna throw me under the bus, lady? Did she like her? She was like, sorry. You know what? In retrospect, not really. <laughs> Hell nah, she didn't. And that's what it is. Moms be the ultimate shade throwers, dude. And you don't pick it up until later on. When your mom be like, Yeah, baby, I love anybody that you bring home. And I don't got a problem with none of them. But here's the rules. <laughs> you can only have company in my house till 730 and when I go to bed, you go to bed. You can't drive to their house. Mama, I'm 23 years old. Well, then get out. You can either get out or you can follow my rules. The choice is yours, baby. And then as soon as you find the one that you like, are they like, you welcome over anytime. I like mm-hmm. you so much. You're like a daughter to me. What about the girl that I had here last week? I mean, last month. I mean, last year. I have been in a relationship for so long, baby. I've been lonely. <laughs> don't even worry about that fast tail little girl that's what they say about the ones they don't like the fast tail little girl yeah I don't think my mom won't even tell me that she don't like somebody until I broke up with him like four days mm-hmm. like yeah you know I didn't really like that one in my head and of course you would never say this to your mom but like nigga why you didn't tell me we could have <laughs> had this discussion I could have ended this shit months ago <laughs> You know she was you know she was cheating on you, baby. Your cousin saw her at the club with another guy. Why don't you say nothing? I wanted you to find out on your own. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? Yeah, like, I wanted you to learn on your own. Mother, I can learn. I can take a lesson from different from different sources and one of those all of those don't have to be personal experience. Mom, you do realize I didn't teach myself how to spell either, right? Somebody taught me that. Why are you letting me get these these real life lessons? On my own, you didn't. You didn't let me teach myself math. You didn't let me teach myself spelling. You didn't let me teach myself how to cook, how to wipe. None of it. But you gonna let me find out on my own that my girl cheating on me with the next door neighbor? That's right, Pebbles. That's she on it though. She is on it right now. She's ah, that's a protective ass dog. Real shit. That's all right. And she nosy. That's all right. Hey, hey, dog. Hey. Hey, come here, Mama. What up? Oh, you talking to the dog, dog. Oh, Mama. Yeah, come here. Come here. Come here, Pup Pup. Come here. Pup Pup. Come here, my seven-year-old puppy, or our seven-year-old puppy, rather. Look at the doggy. Look at the dog. You guys talk to a dog like I talk to a baby. She's our baby. She thinks so. Look at the baby. That's a dog. She's our baby. She sure as fuck thinks so. She sure does think she's a dog. She be cock-blocking, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin for the, for the longest time that nigga's nickname was C B four when he was four years old, that nigga's nickname was C B four and he never <laughs> knew why. 
Oh, damn. Like, everybody thought it was because of Chris Bosh. I was like, no. We would close the door and he'd start knocking. I want to sleep with you. Mm-hmm. I'll wet my bed. Not I wet my bed. I will wet my bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, why would we let you in here to wet ours? What the fuck? I won't wet my bed if I'm sleeping with you. Yeah, you'll oh, wet ours. Man. No, I won't. Get in there and wet the bed because he's four. But CB4 and his mom be in the bed with me, tears running down her face. I, I can't be intimate with you when you got tears running down your face. Send the wrong tears, baby. No, yeah. don't do that. That's how we got here. Don't let that kid run your life. Run his life. That shit, man. I, I heard like, rumor you kids. But she don't, even, she don't even wait that late. Like, me and Shrella kiss, and she be like, mm-mm, let me break this up now. Let me go ahead. I, I know where this went the last time. Mm-mm. Somebody pet me. Do it right now. Like, what? You get your motherfucking ass. Yeah, I'm talking about you. She looking at me mad like she mad, too. Look me in my I'm eye. talking about you. Now look at him. Now look back at me. Now look back at him. Look back at me. Pet me. Pet me deeply. Pet me lovingly. Now I'm going to do something cute like chase my tail. You like that, huh? You like how I chase my tail. Now I'm going to roll over and look at you from my back. Roll my stomach. Roll my stomach. Now look at him. Now look back at me. Look at him. Look back at me. The erection's gone. Now, look. I'm going to run and come back, and I'm going to look playful. Play with me, damn it. Play with me. Look at him. Look back at me. That's how you lose a relationship. Look at him. Look back at me. Feed me. I love you. I'm a baby, but I'm a dog. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's that's pretty much how it goes down. Who that Her is? That's just my baby doggy. Who that is? That's just my baby doggy. Bruh, if you can see the look on this dog's face right now, she she know I'm talking about her. She, I mean, dogs aren't stupid. They really aren't. And they do have the intelligence of about a three or four year old. And she's, yeah, she's like, man, I don't appreciate you talking about me and shit. Man, you ain't feeding me, but you're talking about me. That's messed up. Oh, no, she got food. She got food. That's, what's, that's her damn problem now. She probably, matter of fact, I bet if I give her a treat, she'll, watch this. Hell, would you want a treat? Peppy? You want a treat, mama? You want a treat? You want Come on, let's go get your treat. You want See, treat. already up, tail wagging and shit. She like, let's go. I'm, I'm with it. Treat. I'm gonna pay you the attention. I'm gonna pay you the attention. Lock that dog in the closet. Nah, I can't do that to this one. That's, that's what kill me. That's, that's what people <laughs> do with. That's what people do with their kids. You want to be a parent? Lock that dog in the closet. Go play uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> shit, who you telling? I got locked in the bathroom. Me and my cousin. That shit. That shit used to. Cause here's how it would go down, right? He would have like I would. He used to, my cousin's like a year, year and a half older than me, and so we lived in the same house, nigga. You know, two, 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 you know, toddlers in the same house, and then boys, nigga, they going to war. Like, so he would be fucking with me, and then I just like I'd be like, okay, cool. We'd be playing with the little wrestling man, remember big ass like eight inch rubber, yeah, wrestling man. Mm-hmm. So we'd be playing with them shits. And he would uh he'd be he'd have like one good guy and I'd have like one good guy and I'd have like another shitty one. So I played the shitty one like he was dope. Like, yo, that, and then I'm like, well, I mean I guess we can trade for that that Hulk Hogan, which is now in retrospect a huge mistake. But <laughs> I'd be like, yo, we should trade for that I, I mean, you know, I'm just being nice, I want you to have fun too. He had me that shit, and I'd walk off forgetting that I, you know, the the, the, the game wasn't up. And so I'd be playing with the shit, giggling, and she'd be like, man, you fooled me. I'd be like, huh? 
fight start right there. Because I got to take off. He bigger than me. What am I going to do? He already over me. Yeah. I used to get my ass whooped a lot. <laughs> I, I believe it. I'm a fighter. I'm not going to. I mean, you know, I'm just not going to run. Back down. Run. Yeah, no. I mean, I, there was a running stage. I had a running stage where I would just run from fights. But I was like, eh, ages five to like 11. Other than that, I've been a writer. You know what? You said Hulk Hogan. I got to speak on this real quick because I haven't done a show in two months. So fuck y'all if you can't deal with it. By the way, thank you for listening. <laughs> um, Check us out on Twitter. At Single Simulcast. Check us out on Facebook, Single Simulcast. SingleSimulcast.com is still the movement. iTunes, Stitcher. Check me out on AUA Movement uh, whenever, you know, they put me on or ask me to do stuff. I'm the angry black guy. I don't sound very angry now because I took the whole summer off from being angry. And then Cecil the Lion got murked. So, anyways, Hulk Hogan um, was caught saying racist stuff about black people and about homosexuals um and i'm gonna try and play the video real quick just see if this works i'm not quite 100 sure if this is gonna actually do it but we're gonna try this out if it doesn't i'm gonna still speak on it because hulk hogan got fired from the wwe for saying racial slurs against black people and saying stuff against homosexuals am i correcting that in, in saying that, I'm not I'm not too far off by saying that, right? He was saying racist racist remarks, and he was saying homophobic remarks, correct? Pretty much. Yep. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure I got that straight. Um, and so the WWE fired him and stripped him of his uh, Hall of Fame and erased him from their website and um, erased. Like, they're going to go ahead and try and take his videos off of WWE Network, so then it's like he never existed. The WWE is doing all this. Like, this rate, they're, they're clearing him out for being a racist. The, 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 the WWE is the group that um, had Asian people that they made talk like choppy choppy your pee pee and stuff like that. The, the WWE is the group that. Um, had a dude whose intro was him eating watermelon and chicken and his name was the Jive Soul Bro. WWE is the group that uh, took a white man and turned him into Akeem the African Dream. WWE is the group that took Kamala and uh, drew uh, moons on his uh, chest and on his stomach and made him into an African cannibal. And the WWE is mad about these racist remarks. Are we sure we're talking about the same group? The WWE is the group that literally has employed people who have said that they are more of a nigga than the black people that they're talking to. The WWE is the group that hired a guy, named him Virgil, turned him into a slave. Wait, wait, wait. His his dude, the million dollar man, said, "I own this guy." That's slavery. Wait, the WWE is the the, the the group that had John Cena come out and rap about how he was going to uh, do racist remarks to a, a Mexican guy, and and the WWE is the group that 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 thought it was going to be cool to have a um, group of luchadors, which are Hispanic wrestlers. If you don't know, they are the ones that had them come down. 
as the Mexicals. That was their name, and they rode down on a freaking lawnmower. Why are we mad about Hulk Hogan again? Did I miss something? Did something just not compute? Like, when did they realize that racism was wrong when they've been racist since I was a kid? I mean, Coco Beware, they called him a big lip, everything but a, the child of God. Really? Yeah. Why yeah, are we mad? Why, why WWE get mad over Hulk Hogan? I'm not saying that. Look, niggas, let's be real. That video came out like eight years ago. If I wasn't mad about the owner of the, the, the Hawks or the ex-owner of the Hawks turning himself in for racist remarks that he found on an email six years ago, why am I going to be mad about old-ass, irrelevant Hulk Hogan saying racist remarks in the middle of a sex tape? Do you realize how many things are going on in that tape? There's sex, there's butts, there's racism, there's uh, homophobic, homoph- homophobic remarks. You know who Hulk Hogan sounds like right now? Donald Sterling. Both of them are. That's why Donald Sterling ain't got no team, no nigga. But both of them are literally irrelevant. Both of them had no power. I don't know. Sterling had. Sterling had some power, bro. Sterling still has some power. I don't think he did. I don't think he had the power that we think he did. Donald Sterling was the biggest housing. He has the biggest housing discrimination. He lost the biggest housing discrimination case in the history of housing discrimination cases. Yes, he he's did. He's a slumlord. He's a he's a large, he's a rich old white slumlord. Yes, Fuck he is. Guy. And and that's the thing is he still is. Ain't none yeah. of that changed. It ain't like the NBA said he give us those apartment complexes. Well, you know, give up again, your team and give us the keys. Yeah, they did what they could though. Make that nigga give up his team. I you know again I can't. Some, I think, you know what I think it is? And it's, it kind of has to do with police kill, Like, they're not police killings, but like police violence in general. Every once in a while, you see how every city has had their boiling point? Mm-hmm. And you see, like, somebody would be mur- like, murdered brutally in L.A. And there's a, there's a stir, but there's not much of a stir compared to, like, um, some shit pops off in, like, Ferguson, for example. Like, think about it. Ezel Ford and Mike Brown happened right, right around the same time. There was a big, there was a big uproar about Ezel Ford, but there was no riot. Yes. You know, there was no, there was, there were no, like, there were no riots like there were in Baltimore, which, again, I don't have a problem with. You fuck with people long enough, somebody's going to blow their fucking top, period. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, it is what it is, and that's why I forgot. Oh, when I was on uh, the My Truth podcast with Michael Wright. Shout out. Like I told him. Yeah, shout out, shout out. Like, he was, uh, you know, you can only fuck with people for so long. It's a lot of people who are, it's, it's a lot of crazy motherfuckers who don't, uh, don't take very kindly to police just killing people indiscriminately, and they all just happen, or they disproportionately look like them. You know. Sorry. What you gonna do? Go riot somewhere else? Like who's gonna catch a bus to go riot, nigga? Like what you gonna do? You gonna hop on the you gonna hop on the carpool lane cuz we gonna go riot. Fuck it. We ain't gonna ride here in Compton. We're gonna go riot in Lider- uh not Ladera Heights. Fucking Beverly Hills. That shit is work. You angry. It's not even that's 
Yeah, with traffic, it takes like an hour to go five Nigga. miles there. I, I, I wouldn't be mad anymore. I'd just go fuck real, up the like bathroom at, at a McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. By the time you driving and shit, you ain't even mad no more. Like, what? You know what? Hey man, you know what? This this is this is too much work. Let's go stop and get a burger, nigga. Like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Take me to a fat burger. I'm gonna go on there and eat their food, and then I'm gonna go and pee on the wall, nigga. <laughs> That's how my yeah. anger gets out. But I'm saying, when it comes to Hulk Hogan, dude, I'm so sincere. Like, I don't know if you watch wrestling. I don't. I do watch wrestling because Kid Awesome and I are like fans. We watch. We watch. I ain't even on front. We watch. And so I am alerted to the fact that there's a black, a black wrestling duo right now that's name is fucking Crime Time. I am well aware of that. I'm aware of the fact that very recently, like 2003, Triple H called Booker T a nappy-haired guy, said that people like Booker T couldn't win championships and said that Booker T and other blacks like him were just in the WWE to dance and entertain. But they all are. That's but you know what? That underscores the very like the very nature of white supremacy. Think about that shit for a minute. The the WD the WWE is fucking symptomatic of systemic white racism and white supremacy. Yeah. How many black how many black heavyweight champions have there been? The Rock. That's and, it. And, and then, that nigga, you came and tell that nigga, black. He's not the. He's not what you would say. What you would label as black, but he's technically black. He is black. There's you know, there's no disputing that. But like, most people don't look at him and see a black man. Yeah, no, he's he's able to do the Humpty Hump twice because he looks black and Samoan. Yeah, basically. Which is just an interesting combination. Most of the black folks I knew in high school were getting beat up by the Samoans, though, so maybe that's why it was interesting to me. They used to make us play uh, football, and we'd be like, all right, we're going to play two-hand touch, and they'd be like, y'all can play two-hand touch. We playing tackle. So they would get the ball, and they'd hike it, and we'd two-hand touch them, and they'd stiff-warm us in the face. <laughs> and we'd be like, we... We'd be like, we touched you. And they'd be like, so? We playing tackle. We told you so. We were like, but we were here first. Y'all literally showed up at halftime and changed it from two-hand touch to tackle. And then they would, you know, real talk, they would throw the ball off because none of us knew how to kick off. So they would throw the ball off, and one of us would catch it. And they would just have a wedge buster <laughs> that would just come yeah. right up the middle. And so <laughs> we would get the ball <laughs> They would throw the ball off to us. Nigga, well, you ain't never seen so many laterals in your life, and nobody wanted to get behind the lateraler. So the lateraler would run as fast as he could to get in front of somebody else so he could lateral the ball into their arms. So they would get tackled by this big hulking woman. And um, so we're like, yo, we don't want to play anymore. We don't want to play with you anymore. We're going home to play street football where it's safe. We can play touch football like real 11-year-old kids. And they'd be like, you leave, and we going to fuck you up. You know like, what? I can stay until like the lights a... come out. I, I can stay. I can stay for a while. Doesn't sound like a very uh, sound like a very fun football game at all. It wasn't very sporting, no. And you sounds always like, sounds like terrorism. That that sounds like you wanted to be on their team, but they brought their whole family. So 
whole family was one team. It was like family feud. It was like the blacks versus the Samoans. And then we would get out there, and they would run the same play over and over again. We called it up. Sweep left. Man, no. I wish they went sweep left. Then I could act like I wasn't there. They just went straight up the gut. And if you didn't mm-hmm. try and tackle them, they would be like Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl. They run all the way back to the other side We're and back. do it again. No. Not the Tecmo Bowl move. No. Yep. Just so they could stiff arm you in the face. Dude, I hated playing against them. Hated it. There was always those kids. In any sport in elementary school and in junior high school, whenever you got a chance to go outside and play in junior high school, but there was always that those one kids are better at you in that sport, either football or basketball, because nobody cared about baseball. But in basketball, there was that one kid who could, like, make three-pointers all day long, just make it rain while you're making it lucky if you can bank a shot in on accident. And there was a kid in football who was just faster than everybody else. That kid was the same Samoan kid. And he was like 6'5 in ninth grade and looked like The Rock. Matter of fact, wait, wait, wait. No. This is some bullshit. Fat Man Wild spin the piece this single title cast. Yeah. 
I work in the dead of night When the roads are quiet And no one is around To track my moves Racing the yellow lights To find the gate is open She's waiting in the room I just slip on through You get in, you get done And then you get gone You never leave a trace To show your face, you get gone Should have turned around and left Before the sun came up again Sun came up again. Enter the morning light to find the day is burning, the curtains and the wine. I'm not alone Her head is heavy on me She's sleeping like a child What could I do? You get in, you get done And then you get gone You never leave a trace To show your face You get gone Should have turned around and left Before the sun came up again But the sun came up again I was a killer Was the best they'd ever seen I'd steal your heart Before you ever heard a thing I'm an assassin And I had a job to do Little did I know That girl was an assassin Suddenly I'm in Over my head and I can hardly breathe 
That was, that was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> Single simulcast episode 190. Fat Man Rashani Ricky. Ricky, Fat Man Rashani. Rick, tell them something about yourself. Tell them something about your show. Um, nigga, what show? You know I'm the busiest nigga on earth. Yeah, pretty much, especially since I took time <laughs> off. I actually thought I was going to retire, but please, the floor is yours. Oh, no. Um, I am the founder of the American United Again movement and uh, co-host of the American United Again podcast with the lovely Sherelle. Uh, we also co-host um, the our Positive News podcast, AUA Hope, which is amazing. Um, Sherelle does She's the executive producer for that, so um, any thanks go to her on that one. Thanks, Sherelle. That's my girl. Yeah, that, That's a homie right there. Yeah, she's a sweetie pie. I love her dearly. I would hope so. Uh, yeah, you got that right. You got, you we got a child together. Yeah, Someone, you better, you, know, you got a dog. Same species. You have a hey. dog. Hey, hey, okay? Don't, uh... That's our dog daughter, okay? Look, dog if daughter, your dog that, ran away, right? I would not call CPS. You probably should, though. Yeah, probably. Cause, yeah, because she don't, I don't... She's not one of them dogs that'll make it on her own once she get out of here. She's a smart dog. She's just a spoiled-ass dog. That's, that's not good. It's not how this works. I mean... She'd be all right. That's why she... That's, that's why, like... Yo, she's smart as fuck, though. Okay. I, like, that bothers me <laughs> sometimes. Really? Like, you know, How smart your dog is that bothers you? Yes. There's something you, know you, be trying to, you know how you be trying to pull shit over on them because you don't feel like dealing with something right in the moment? All the time. And then they just figure the shit out anyway? Yeah. You be mad. Bullshit. It, that's what it is. Yeah, but I could whoop a kid. You can't whoop a dog. They get mad over you whooping a dog. They ain't going to get mad about you whooping no black kid. Yeah, damn, that's fucked up. That's true. Very true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. You, you, you got a much rougher road than I do. You can't even chastise that dog. A white person will pop up from out the bush like, "Hey, that is animal cruelty." You cannot do that to Chuckles. That's come here. Let me, come here. Let me just rub on you. Don't come near this dog. Come here. Let me just rub on your neck. Look at this dog. They just. Oh, all hate mail could be sent to single simulcast at gmail.com. White people just <laughs> want to rub black dog hair so bad. It's like, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. That was literally, my mind literally censored me. It was like, shut up. I said, babe, it said, shut up. Don't you say <laughs> a word. <laughs> I'm just going to change the entire subject. Marvin Halbert of Birmingham, Alabama, is in police custody after Walmart workers found him having, quote, inappropriate relations, end quote, with the farm pig in the superstore restroom. Customers reported hearing loud squealing coming from the bathroom in the back area of the store near the layaway department. An eyewitness said her seven-year-old son went in to use the restroom and came out screaming, Mommy, Mommy, a man in the bathroom is holding a pig really close to him. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Confused. Oh. The woman alerted the store clerk and was informed they have already had several complaints about noise in the restroom. Raymond Cooper, an employee at the Walmart store, said he was the one who ran in and saved the pig. 
When I went into the bathroom, I heard squealing from inside the stall. I told the man to open it, but he wouldn't, so I kicked it in. That crazy fool was for real doing a pig. I socked him in the face and grabbed the pig. The fool was out cold. This has to be a joke, but I'm going to finish reading it because it's funny. Shortly after, the, pit, the, police, the pigs arrived and took Halbert into custody. According to reports, Halbert just cried, saying, I want my piggy back. He later told police he had nowhere else to take his pig for a long time. His wife had just kicked him out the house once he had found out this longtime pet was his husband's new lover. Halbert was seen on surveillance cameras sneaking in the Walmart's loading dock and slipping undetected into the restroom. Halbert is currently being charged with indecent exposure and cruelty to animals. They tried to release the pig to his wife, Patty, but she refused. The pig has been placed with the Humane Society for adoption. This has to be fake. Has to be fake. I'm checking for... Um, I'm verifying it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm looking right now, and I'm hoping to God... This is fake. This has been. Because first of all, who the fuck lets a pig in Walmart? That's some bullshit. You can't even bring a dog into Walmart. Not a black dog. Oh, no. Yeah. No, you can bring no, a golden retriever in, service animal. You know, I, I've seen somebody bring a couple of dogs in there, but not a not one of them black dogs. Not all dogs, though. Not all dogs. Oh, my God. I don't, I don't think that this is... I have not yet seen anything that says satire. Um, I'm hoping that I find something that says satire. I'm still looking. Me too. I clicked on about. <laughs> it ain't saying satire. Oh no. Not seeing it yet. No, it's fake. It's fake. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. It, 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 it's fake. Okay. Cool. It's yeah, fake. Yeah, that, that, oh, yeah. that poor pig. Dang it. It's like, who the, like, seriously, how the fuck do you get a pig all the way into Walmart? That was my first thought. Like, you got the pig into Walmart. Then you got the pig into the bathroom. That's, like, th that's some white privilege if I've ever seen it. I can't carry a pig, dog. I don't know what y'all want me to do, but I can't carry a pig, man. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. Not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> Let me see here. Okay, cha 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 cha. Alright, so this one pissed me off. Like, seriously. A New Mexico dispatcher has resigned after hanging up on a panicked woman who was trying to save a teenage shooting victim's life in Albuquerque. After authorities were made aware of the June call, dispatcher Matthew Sanchez was reassigned on Monday. However, on Tuesday, he tendered his resignation of employment uh, from the Albuquerque Fire Department. Sanchez received a call the 17-year-old Jaden Chavez Silver had been shot and was barely breathing, according to the Associated Press. Chavez Silver was shot at a friend's house party in Albuquerque. In the 911 call, Sanchez repeatedly asked the caller if Chavez Silver was breathing. Quote, He's barely breathing. How many times do I have to fucking tell you? End quote, the unnamed woman says. Sanchez says in return, quote, Okay, you know what else, ma'am? You can deal with this yourself. I'm not going to deal with this, okay? It appears that Sanchez then hangs up on the, on the caller. Chavez Silver later died at the hospital of his injuries. There's been no suspects in the teen's death and have made no arrests. Mm. I realize that you might be going through a stressful time. I'm okay with that. 
I mean, I'm not okay with you going through stressful times, and I, I, I mean, if we could, we would say no stress at all. But if you work in a in a stressful situation like this, you kind of, you know, you need to know how to deal with stressful situations if you're going to be a 911 dispatcher. I think that's what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, I, there's just no fucking excuse for this. Like, again, I don't give it if if you if you are that upset at work, my nigga, go take it. Go 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 take a break. Let somebody know, because I'm pretty sure they'd much rather have this or you know, like you taking a break and just being off the phone for fucking five minutes than this. Yes. You know, I but but you know what though. It's really hard to even convince somebody, like as an employee, where it's like, hey, you know, I need, I need a break, I need off, like I just, I need to take off, I need to just go step away for five minutes. I'm stressed out, and I don't want to be, I don't, you know, this is an important job. Cool, fuck it. Like if that's what you need to do, it's what you need to do. But you know, this shit, when somebody's life is on the line. You're, you're not allowed to be for the lives of others, and you're not allowed to be stressed out about it. I mean, you're allowed to be stressed out. My aunt used to work at a, as a dispatcher, and she used to get the most horrendous calls. And I mean, calls would have her in tears when they were all said and done. Kids saying that their parents weren't breathing, parents saying that their babies weren't breathing, uh, new parents waking up to find out that their kid had died of uh, SIDS. I mean, horrendous stuff. But she was like, "You got to dust yourself off and come right back." You can't fall in because these people need you to be steady. Yeah. You hearing about it is not worse than them going through it. My sister, uh, my younger sister, she used to be an EMT. And she would tell me all these, you know, the the sillier stories of the shit that would happen. But even the silly stories were like, wow, that's just fucking stressful and disrespectful. Like, uh, so the way to put it is you this. Know. You were not allowed at any point in time in a... Um, as a dispatcher, you are not allowed at any time to say that's it. This this ain't yeah. AT and T local repair where you're able to say, "Oh, sir, you can't use that sort of language against me. I'm terminating this call." You can't do that. That no. doesn't work. I mean, literally, I guess- after somebody got shot, though, like you couldn't put your fucking feelings aside when someone's reporting that someone was shot. No, let that sink in. No. My feelings are worth again the ultimate sign of fucking privilege. Not on me. I don't know if the person was even white. I mean, just privilege. Period. Because the privileges in that particular situation, I'm not the one. You know, in the emergency. You know, I'm. You know, I'm having to listen to you and get some, get you help for your emergency. But I'm not the one in the emergency. My peace matters, sir. Yeah, then don't take the call if your peace matters and get the fuck off the phone for a second, like. You know what I mean? Like this is, but you know what I've also realized of it 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 shows is that people work too much. Yeah. Eight hours oh eight hour work day isn't the same type of like the eight hour work day our grandparents had when they were working in say like factories or they were working in industrial jobs is not the same thing as a fucking um disp- you know eight hours at a dispatching job. That shit is fucking stressful. You know, it's not even the same. Like, our bodies weren't meant to sit for that fucking long. Let's be real. And most of us have, you know, blue or white collar, I guess, um, administrative jobs. Your body wasn't meant to be sitting down like that for that long and doing 
the shit that you're doing. If we all, like, how many niggas you know at work could finish their work in three to five hours, but because they can't go home any goddamn way, they just stretch the shit out? I mean, I know people who stretch it out because if they go home, they're not making as much money as they could have in the first place. So they'll, you know, folks who that temp agencies, things of that nature. But the thing is, to me, being an adult is stressful. Work is stressful. You're in a situation where you're in literally the most stressful job that I could think of where you're not getting shot at. Like, you're not the one who's being shot at, but doggone it. You got to deal with some life-saving situations. You got to know how to tell folks. You have to know how to calmly explain to people how to do CPR, how to do this, how to do that, how to get a bullet hole, how to do a tourniquet, how to do all this stuff, how to check for breathing, how to clear the airways, how to do all this stuff. You can't do that at the first time somebody says the F word at you. You just want to hang up in their face. You aren't built for this job. How did you get here? That's like, that's like. The kindergarten teacher who's um, putting dunce hats. Don't like kids. Yeah. Putting dunce hats on little kids and making them stand in the corner because they wet themselves. They're six. How'd you get this job? How did you get here? Yeah. Some people just take jobs because they pay well. He ain't getting a GoFundMe. they want to do what they do. He ain't getting a GoFundMe. I bet you. I bet you. This this dude get a GoFundMe. I'm about to be hot. Cecil the Lion got a GoFundMe. This that old garbage, too. Garbage. Garbage. So, I realized that I have some stuff that uh, other folks have already talked about, but I don't care. I'm catching up on all stuff. You know what? I do have something. While I was at camp last week, because that's what I did last week, I went camping with the family, and it was great. Um, I witnessed my daughter my my second youngest child uh hanging out with her friends and so i walked up to her and her friends and i was like hey girl you know i waved and i did the hey girl and um what a smile on my face and my daughter was like don't do that and i was like don't do what and she said that She's uh, 12. She'll be 13 in a, cu- in a couple weeks. She was right. like that. I said, oh, so don't do, hey, girl. And I did it again. And she was like, no, don't do that. And I was like, why not? She said, it's embarrassing. And I said, oh, my bad. Hey, girl, what's up, girl? And she was like, you're going to keep doing that, huh? And I was like, yeah, I am. She was like, you're embarrassing me, Dad. I was like, I, I, I can't help it. Because what I need you to understand is there's a difference in the way that I'm saying hey girl right now and the way that hey girl would sound if I was saying it with my regular voice. So I gotta talk to you and your friends in that high-pitched funny voice because it can go from hey girl to hey girl really quick. And then you turn around and she's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Exactly. That, That second hey girl sounds rather malicious to me. And so I'm going to try and make it as fanciful as possible while I'm talking to my daughter and her little friends. Hey, girl, what y'all about to do instead of, hey, girl, what y'all about to do? And I mean, I'm not even trying to make it sound nasty or anything. It just, a grown man saying it just sounds weird. Hey, I guess I could say, hey, what y'all about to do? 
But even then, yeah, there's really no way to say it. And I mean, I could talk to my son and his friends all the time about this stuff. Like, you know what? Y'all need to get the heck out of my house. What y'all about to get into? Oh, you're about to go play basketball? I'm going to go play two for a second. I can't talk to my daughter like that. It's unfair. Can't talk to her friends like that. Hey, what y'all about to get into? Oh, y'all going to the mall? Huh. Y'all need a ride? Got a van? I can't do that. I just can't. Go home, back to their parents, and be like, what y'all do today? Uh, you know, uh, Gogo's dad uh, picked us up in his van and uh, gave us a ride to the mall. He offered us candy, too. I'll be locked up. So, I realize now that... Yeah, isn't, there, um, isn't there, like, a Visa commercial like that? You know of too many commercials. No, come on, son. I forgot. Who, I don't... Is it Visa? Where the where the the girl goes in the girl and her friend go into the store. They're getting ready to go out. They just wanted to go get some gum. Her dad pulls over, parks the car on the corner. They come. She comes back and asks for like some money because he's. Um, I guess she didn't have enough or whatever. It's and a cop pulls up behind them. Oh. And it's like, no, no, because. And I guess you could hear, like, hey, daddy. Oh. And it just sounded, like, weird. But it was, like, one of those things where, from that perspective, mm-hmm. like, damn, that looks bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I forgot where. Why do I know? I've watched entirely too much TV in my you life. You really have. And I actually watch commercials. I don't know why. I'm one of those people who watch commercials. Yeah, me neither. That shit is crazy. You'd be like, yo, why don't you fast forward? Hold up, nigga, commercials. I enjoy these, some of these. They're amusing. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. An old guy. You like to watch commercials. You aren't old, but it is you, completely. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I want everybody to know that uh, Cecil the Lion, while y'all are all standing up for him, he wasn't the lion you thought he was. He actually ate two of his young when they first came out. And he's had sex with over like 60 different lionesses. He also chased after a harmless antelope in the fields. He was seen throwing up gang signs last week. Hanging out with his homie lion Need to be aware of this. Cecil the lion ain't the person you think he is. Cecil the lion is a straight thug. And he doesn't take care of his kids. He doesn't. He tries to eat them all. Look out for him. Boy, his friend Battle Cat and him, they just be out there on the on the block eating catnip and freestyling. You don't you don't know about Cecil. Yeah, nah. They don't. They don't. He's no angel, that's for sure. He's not. Y'all need to know. Thug Cat. Thug Cat. You see, I haven't even talked about uh, Drake and Meek Mill yet. I'm so I'm I'm curious as to whether or not Drake wrote any of that. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna bullshit. Of course he like, wrote. Like even it. his freestyle, even his freestyle, quote unquote, just doesn't seem like like if you can freestyle that well, 
Why do your songs sound the way they do? Because he likes to rap like this. And then he'll say something like Miss Bliss. Drake is just, you know, the combination of a singer and a and a and a poet. He sounds like he's in a, you know. <laughs> sounds like a poet, that's yeah. it. I don't have I don't I don't really have a problem with either one of them. I think it's just like if you don't write your own shit as a rapper, but you're pretending that you do, like you're not a rapper at that point. You're an entertainer, and there's nothing wrong with being an entertainer. You just can't call yourself a rapper, my nigga. Like <laughs> the nigga who wrote your shit is a rapper. You're an entertainer. Exactly. You might sing too. You know, you don't call you don't see singers being called songwriters when they don't write the shit. Nah, it just don't go down that way. And if you're so upset. Like, to even even try to fucking explain this shit in context. But you so upset that you go write diss tracks, never offering up any real explanation. Sounds a little suspect to me. Diss tracks were okay. Eh, they weren't you know, weren't the greatest of all time, but eh, they are what they are. Which, what was even funnier was the fucking, uh, just social media. Like, they was dragging the fuck out of Meek Mill. Like, that was actually better than the damn song itself. Yep. I mean, I can say that without a shadow of a doubt, because somebody told Will Smith to step in. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yo, what, what do you think would have happened if, like, a diss record, like, Ether would have came out or hit him up like in the Facebook era like how fucking crazy would that shit have blown up you know what if hit him up it came out in the Facebook era somebody would have had to get shot yeah well, I mean somebody did end up getting shot That's well I mean like literally at that moment somebody would have to fly from uh, New York to California knock on Pac's door ask for one of the outlaws and just kneecap him yeah, immediately right. while that song retweeted over and over again on twitter you would have to shoot somebody in order to get your you know what first things first hit him up comes out little seeds career is dead like he isn't even on the song he isn't even talked about he just threw because he's not going to come back and say anything and then yeah biggie the thing about hit him up is People act like that's all Pac said. Pac went out and, um, no, they act like Pac was only after Biggie. Pac killed Mob Deep with one sentence. Don't yeah. one of you niggas got sickle cell or something? That was the only thing he said about him. Like, Mob Deep, huh? You know, don't one of you niggas got sickle cell or something? Better back the fuck. They'd all get, it would be on Facebook, like, 5K likes in the first five minutes. 6,000 views. Niggas would have pictures of Bill Cosby making faces at the camera like Bill Cosby hadn't just raped everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charlemagne would want to say something about it. Nigga, big boy from L.A. would want to get Pac on his show. Uh... What's the nigga's name? Ray J. Ray J would get on the radio talking about how him and his big brother, uh, Tragedy Gaddafi, were writing stuff against Biggie right then. It would be horrible. It would be absolutely bananas. 
let something like that happen or take over a nigga. People talk about takeover so much, but I rarely hear anybody mention super ugly. Super ugly. Was like, super ugly was yeah. so mean. He made his mom made him apologize, dog. Yeah, because it was just like it was. It was like really like this. Even for a rat beef, like that's too far. Yeah, like that's one of those you do. That's one of those you save for like actual in the street beef. Yes, exactly. They, they nobody mentions that one. This nigga said me and the boy AI got more in Carmen than just balling and rhyming. Get it more in Carmen. And just cut straight to the quick. I fucked her in your Bentley back seat. Skated in your Jeep. Left condoms on the baby seat. Like, nobody ever talks about Super Ugly. It is a two-minute song that literally burns Nas to the ground. Builds a sandcastle out of his ashes. Kicks the sandcastle over. And pisses on them. I don't think it was... It was just like... It was... I just thought it was tacky because the nigga wasn't going to take it as far. Like, if you go that far, you need to shoot somebody. <laughs> Let's be real. Like, if you're going to go that far and not shoot nobody, it's like, uh, no, this is pointless. Like, in a rat? Come on. Come on, son. You talking about leaving fucking condoms on somebody's baby seat? And you ain't going to shoot the nigga? Nope. Nah. Nah. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. I like it. It was mean. It was it was vicious, but, but it wasn't about nothing. I guess that's why I don't really feel it, and that's why I don't know. Maybe that's why people don't say shit about it. I thought it was hilarious, but then again, I also thought the dollars and cents was hilarious until you know DJ Quick started talking about how he was gonna shoot piss in the dude's face. Then I backed off. But other than that, yeah. I thought they were both great. I'm you know what though? That DJ Quick killed MC eight with one line. You left out the G cause the G ain't in you. Like It's like, huh, well then, alright. <laughs> that that ends that discussion. Ugh. But you know Ooh. one thing that wouldn't have happened in uh if they had came out with an album, or if they if those disc songs that came out during Facebook, they wouldn't have had donations to uh, get Meek Mill's disc tape uh, out. Donate to save Meek Mill before it's too late. Do you know that giving is an incredible, efficient way to save Meek Mill? The Save Meek Mill Guardians are a group of dedicated friends we created the Save Meek Mill website as a tool to help drive Meek Mill in the right direction to save his brand before it's too late. Every donation to the Save Meek Mill website will help save Meek Mill's brand by giving back to Philadelphia youth through education. We'll strive to inspire the youth in a different career path other than the type that Meek Mill once glorified. We'll save the youth from any future embarrassment. They spelled embarrassment wrong. Caused at the hands of their rap adversaries. They spelled adversaries wrong. When they find themselves in a beef inspired by the one Meek Mill is currently losing to Drake. How? By inspiring them to not be like Meek Mill at all. Meek Mill was once a Philadelphia rapper that showed promise and was doing everything right. He dropped a few mixtapes of bangers you could sing along with and the streets ate him up. He released two albums. 
Dreams and Nightmares, and Dreams Worth More Than Money. Both albums have features from his now arch-nemesis and career closer, Drake. The albums were lackluster at best and did nothing for the hip-hop art form other than give us an intro we could jump around and scream to. In late July 2015, it became apparent that Meek Mill was not the rapper we thought he was. Mill dissed Drake after he appeared on his Dreams Worth More Than Money album cut Rico, saying Drake didn't write his verse. He also gave Funkmaster Flex a reference version of the song featuring OVO affiliate Quentin Miller. After a series of tweets dissing Drake, Drake responded with a diss song titled Charged Up. After four days of waiting for Meek Mill to respond and a failed prompt to do so on Hot 97, the Philadelphia rapper cop pleased live on stage and didn't deliver. Instead, Drake delivered back-to-back and made a joke out of Meek Mill's whole rap existence once again. Meek Mill's in danger and soon there'll be no Meek Mill to save. This is your time to make a change. Share SaveMeekMill.com with a friend. Donate today and charge up the youth and at the same time save Meek Mill. Every donation made to SaveMeekMill.com will provide learning materials for the youth in Philadelphia, including school supplies such as backpacks, books, pencils, and more. Paid for by Team Drizzy and the Drake Hive. I'm sorry, did they call that shit the Drake Hive? Yes, they did. I don't even make fucking sense. Nope. Stop. Nope. You ain't got to play off of Beyonce. Everybody's got to play off of Beyonce nowadays. You don't have to. Be yourself. <laughs> Nobody knows nice. how to do that in this day and age. You can be yourself. It's not that bad. It's really a nice thing to do. Well, you know what? This, but on the same on the same subject, it's not like we allow a lot of people to be themselves either. Otherwise, they risk death. So, I mean, I guess I can see why. <laughs> Being yourself ain't safe, nigga. It's a risk. Exactly. Unless you're a rich white male, then, you know, it, it's really profitable. Should have asked Cecil. You can't be yourself no more. He should have been a, a hyena or something. Still yeah. be alive. Laughing and shit. See? Yeah. Cool. But yeah, Rick, go ahead and uh, give your shout outs, man. Oh, um, quick shout out to everybody who went to the Movement for Black Lives convening in Cleveland. Um, shout out to Leslie Mack, one of the organizers, and probably the big, the, by and far the biggest reason I even was able to make it there. Um, shout out to you, of course, because I'm, I'm going to need another segment from you. I'm going to have to hit you up later on this week. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to, you know what? Shout out to the whole world, man. <laughs> Except for the assholes. You guys deserve it. It may not be the best planet on the in the universe, but you know, we're the best one we know of. We're the best <laughs> Shout out to Pebbles. This single simulcast. Rick, thank you so much for stopping by again. Be sure to check out American United Again and AUA Hope. Uh both available on Stitcher, iTunes at aua.org auamovement.org yeah. oh and also uh, you can catch me on the Ferguson Response Network podcast shout out to uh, with Leslie the lovely Mack. Leslie Mack of the Interracial John I'm sure y'all met up in uh, Cleveland right we did me and, uh, me and Drew actually went to dinner uh, yeah we, we she posted a selfie um, cause we, we got a chance to hang out a bit it was it was fun 
you know, I was pretty much there to learn and take up what I could, what I could. But um, Drew is cool as shit. Drew is the the whitest guy I know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He's cool people. He's really good people. And so, and we everybody knows Leslie is a, is a fucking sweetheart. So that that one goes without saying. For sure, I gotta I, I gotta get out. I mean, it's it's harder for me because I got all these kids and stuff. But I gotta get out and start meeting everybody. Yeah, that. But this single simulcast uh, episode one ninety. Um, yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, check you out later. Peace. Oh yeah, Fat Man Wild play music, stuff like that. Sorry, I'm out of I'm out of practice. Spin the beats. We out. Peace.
single simulcast episode 190 um i know i said that it was over but i recorded this like a month ago so i can put addendums as much as i want on the end of it first of all thank you for thank you to ricky for being on the show i really do appreciate it um so i've been watching a lot of wrestling recently um for those of y'all who don't know i am a father i have children who dig wrestling because i dig wrestling and they dig what i dig you dig so my youngest son my eldest son and myself were watching SummerSlam uh today and it one thing that i want to point out that's really cool about my family is the fact that my wife um doesn't care one lick one iota about wrestling at all but due to the fact that the three guys in the house watch so much wrestling and the youngest kid in the house talks so much about wrestling she's actually like resigned herself to actually know some things about wrestling which is really cool to me and then i think about the fact that she probably did that same thing to me regarding video games when we were first dating uh acted like she knew some stuff about it acted like she liked it and then once we got married it was just like and then she grew her own appreciation of it on her own which i'm not knocking you know i'm cool with that um but we were all watching SummerSlam today, and um, it was a really interesting show. Uh, we watched NXT TakeOver yesterday, and we watched SummerSlam today, and now they're in bed and getting ready to go to school because education. Um, and while I was watching SummerSlam today, it really hit me just how skewed the profiles and 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 um personas are of the wrestlers and it seems to be skewed based upon color um which i just it you know when something just hits you like a rock and you know it just dawns on you like i don't mean when something really hits you like a rock because trust me i've been hit with something that was like a rock and it was a bottle and that took me down a couple notches like if you want to be humble just get hit with a bottle you will instantly uh feel like you are one of the guys or one of the ladies you know you will no longer feel high and mighty you will feel like you just got struck by a bottle um Getting struck by a bottle is a lot like getting struck by a bottle. There's no real comparison for it. Um, if your parents say, I will whoop you with a bottle, just give it up. Whatever you were doing, just let it go because it is not fun. And I just want to say all of those movies are full of spit where they show those bottles breaking alongside people's heads because I had a bottle thrown like 40 feet up in the air and it landed on my head and it didn't break at all. Of course, it was a malt liquor bottle. Um shout out to schlitz schlitz um but yet and still it was a bottle and it knocked me out and i had a concussion at the age of like 11 and instead of anybody helping me uh to the uh nurse's office or anything they all just stood around me and marveled at the person's aim who threw the bottle up in the air because kids are shitty but anyways um watching SummerSlam and I just realized how the personas and the profiles of these wrestlers are skewed depending on their race and it is manifested the most in women of color um, the ladies who are wrestling are doing a stupendous job uh, athletic just gifted talented um, 
and they're all bringing uh, wrestling way past where it was when it was Glow, which was the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Like, that's not a uh, trouble point statement as it is. Um, But no matter how far along wrestling is going or how far along wrestling's come along, there are still issues within wrestling that need to be pointed out, such as the fact that people of color are still getting um, placed into categories. They're not getting placed as simply good wrestlers. Um, I was talking with somebody about this earlier, uh, shout out to Evo, and he was saying that, you know, Sheldon Benjamin, he mentioned Sheldon Benjamin when he was talking about a ladder match, and Sheldon Benjamin is quite possibly the last person of color I know of who wrestled who didn't get placed in a box. He was just a really good wrestler, and maybe that's because he grouped up with Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle was an all shucks sort of heel, so Sheldon Benjamin became that same sort of person. But a lot of the wrestlers that you'll see uh, as far as women of color, ladies of color, um, fall into the category of either being a beast or a bitch. They're not just good wrestlers. They can't just stand on their own merit. For those of y'all who know what I'm talking about, Ric Flair is a wrestler uh, who has wrestled all over the world. He's a super duper legend. Uh, and his daughter, Charlotte, is now wrestling as well. She's wrestling in WWE. Um, and her whole wrestling persona is that she's a good wrestler. Not even that she's Ric Flair's daughter. It rarely gets mentioned. Of course, her name is Charlotte. So how much do you need to mention? I mean, if my daughter started podcasting and her name was uh, Roshana, you know, how much more do you have to say for somebody? That, well, it would take a lot because I'm not well known. But still, you know me. Um, but Charlotte is just a good wrestler. Uh, there's another person named Becky Lynch. Her whole thing is simply that she's a good wrestler. That's her whole persona. Um there's another one named Paige, and while she's gothic, she dresses like it's the 90s and she's Wednesday Adams. She's a good wrestler, so her thing is simply that she's a good wrestler. None of them really have a um, good or bad personality. They're able to um, alternate between the two depending on the situation. They can be nice and they can be mean. They can laugh. They can make friends. They can do all this kind of stuff. Um there's two other wrestlers named Nikki and Brie Bella, and Nikki is the women's champion at WWE, so she has a persona of a heel, but her heel persona is simply because she's held on to the championship for so long that she's become arrogant, like absolute power corrupts absolutely sort of thing. Her sister, Brie, who's her twin sister, is actually um, nice. You know, and like I said, it alternates. They will be nice to each other and mean to each other because they're supposed to be um, just the the top divas in the division. That's what they actually call themselves as divas. Um, and then they linked up with this other girl named Alicia Fox, who does absolutely nothing. And she's black. And her whole thing is that she's been lumped up with these two and she has nothing to do but act like a bitch. She doesn't talk. She doesn't even do the same in-ring moves that they do. She doesn't do the same entrance that they do. It's like her moves are three steps behind their moves. Like, they didn't even teach her their moves. Like, they get together every day, and they're like, we're going to do this. When she turns left, we're going to turn right, because fuck her. That's fine. And it's just like that every single time for Alicia Fox. She just can't catch on with these two um, 
white women, I guess. I don't know. But she just doesn't look like she belongs with these two. And her only thing is that she's mean. She doesn't get to talk. She just acts like she's better than everybody else. Um, in NXT, there was this splendid wrestler named Sasha Banks. And she was actually the champion, the uh, women's champion at NXT. And her persona was the boss. And I got to be honest with you. I love Sasha Banks. She's awesome. Like she just put on a match yesterday that tore the roof down. She dragged this other wrestler named Bailey to a five-star match by herself. I mean, she is great. She is absolutely great. And she's quite possibly the best lady wrestler that the WWE has right now or has had in the past period. Like she's that good. But when she's out there wrestling, all you hear the crowd start screaming is Sasha is ratchet. They don't do this for anybody else. Nobody else. They start screaming out. Sasha is ratchet. And somebody else say, no, she's not. But that's the argument that keeps going back and forth. Sasha comes out and acts like the boss. She acts like an absolute bitch. You know, she's just mean and she knows she's better than everybody else and all that kind of stuff. She's a heel. I understand that. She was a champion heel over at NXT. I can see that. But then you got this other wrestler named Tamina who is a um, stockier uh black lady um and she's like powerful they don't let her talk they just act like she's this unstoppable beast she doesn't smile all she does is grimaces the people she wears all black she looks menacing and all she does is beats people up and then they have this other wrestler named naomi now naomi used to be a really sweet nice wrestler but then they made her into a bitch, too, for absolutely no reason. And when she found out that they had made her into that, she was actually mad because she was worried about how it was going to portray the black women and black ladies. And most importantly, little black girls who were looking up at her. And that's my issue. My son is eight years old. He's looking at wrestling. He wants to be a wrestler like that's his. That's really what he wants to do. He went from wanting to be a ninja and jumping across cars to get across the street to he wants to be a wrestler. And that's it. And he's looking at this and he's seeing in this wrestling event that we watched today. um, The very like one of the first matches featured a four way tag team match. And in the four-way tag team match, they literally had every person of color that was going to show up on the show. And they had in this tag team match, they had four or three guys who came down to the stage to uh, intro to sounds like Sounds of Blackness as they skipped gaily down the stage like minstrels. Um, They had another two uh, black guys, one who's huge and buff and... um, I mean, really has a great personality, but everybody treats him like he's a, a ignorant beast, even though he's obviously college educated. And another brother with him, two Mexican uh, tag team groups, and that's it. And that was the whole blotch of people of color and this entire wrestling thing until they had the ladies come out and wrestle later on down the line 
And the ladies who came out and wrestled, they had three separate groups. One was Paige, Charlotte, and Becky, those three. Um, and they all have a submission move for their uh, moves. So initially their name were the Submission Sorority until somebody realized that sounds a lot like porn. And so they switched it. And so they switched to Team PCB. Then you had the Bella Twins and Alicia Fox, who, again, is the one who doesn't do anything but acts like she's better than everybody else. And their name is Team Bella. They're not even going to try and feature Alicia Fox into this circle. And then you had the team that had three black ladies on it. And the team that had three black ladies on it was... Um, Sasha, uh, Tamina, and Naomi. And their name, I kid you not, is Team Beautiful and Dangerous. But they never call them that fully. Their name is Team Bad. And you have six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old little girls watching these wrestlers, watching these people get out here and compete and be active. And you see these young black ladies who you should look up to and can look up to as, as somebody who to look forward to and to aspire to. And they're called bad. And as a kid, you don't know that, you know, bad means good. You might know that at this point, but as a six year old or a seven year old, you don't really get that. So you're like, why are they the ones who are called bad? Why are the black ones bad? Daddy, we're getting shot in the street. Daddy, young black ladies, young black women, young trans ladies are getting killed every single day. Why do we have to be the bad ones? Why do we have to be mean? I want to be a wrestler, but I don't want to be like them. I want to be like the I want to be like Charlotte or Paige because they're nice and they they smile. I smile, daddy. I'm happy. And I know that for some of y'all, you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, you're pushing it a little bit, but I'm serious. It's serious. What kids see define what they want to be. Just like those little poor babies who, um, I'm not saying poor like in wealth, I'm saying poor like those poor children who were given a white baby doll and were given a black baby doll and they were asked them which ones they wanted to be and they all pointed at the white baby doll because white is good. And then they turn on this TV show and you're literally telling them the black ladies are bad. And somebody asked me, like, do you watch wrestling? And I'm like, yes, I watch wrestling. I watch the fact that every single champion in this entire league is white. And the things that they have done historically in this league are racist. I've talked about this before. The racism in WWE, it's no joke. It's real and it's historic and it is horrible. How they had um, Slick and his whole intro was him eating chicken and watermelon and he was a jive soul bro and how they had goodness gracious Saba Simba just dancing to the the ring and how they had crime time and 
men on a mission and they had to rap to the ring and the boogeyman and they don't do that with anybody else. They don't make white people inscrutable, just evil, mean because of their color. They don't make them like, let me be honest, they did make Seamus into a Celtic warrior, but even then, they're showing him respect. They're not dressing him up like a spear chucker, dude. And this is like 2015, and you're like, why aren't we getting ahead? But then you remember that black folks are still getting killed by cops. Black folks are still being exploited every single day. Black women are still being uh, disgraced and dismissed and discouraged by black men, white men, white women because of the color of their skin. Being told that I would rather die before I kiss a dark-skinned woman. What? What? Really? And my kids are grasping for something good and something real out there in the world. And the only thing I have to show them at times is this wrestling. And they're looking at that like, I don't want to be bad. I don't want to be that. I had something else I wanted to talk about. Um, And I really just completely went blank on it. I've been doing a lot of stand-up comedy recently. I think it's working well. Um, I love podcasting, but it's always been something where it's a love-hate relationship. Um, Either I'm getting really, 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 really mad at the responses I'm getting uh, from other podcasts on other shows, or I'm just not feeling like I am doing the best work that I can do or that I'm getting returned to my work. Uh, when I do stand up comedy, the returns are immediate. People tell me what they think. I'm able to record it. I'm able to look back on it. Um, and so I think that while this break has been a good two months, um, I don't think I'm going to be putting out shows for single simulcasts as recent as, as often as I had been previously. Um, because I'll be focusing more on stand up and also the basketball season starting back up. Uh, but I will be putting out episodes of the Dream Team. Um, we will be starting that back up starting to later on uh, on Monday. We'll be recording the next episode of that, and that should be interesting. Um, and we'll be going from there. Uh, everybody who listened, I really do appreciate it. Um, really, I do. And I thank you all for your patience and for asking me when the show was coming back and everything. I'm back, just not as much as I used to be. Let's put it like that. This is Single Simulcast, episode 190. Um, Fat Man Wild, Spin the Beats. Peace. Wait, I remember what it was. Um, So... I haven't seen Shred out of Compton yet. I'll see it eventually. I haven't seen Ant-Man yet, so I'll see that eventually, too. Um, But I love hip-hop. I love rap, and I love West Coast music more than anything else. Um, I'll listen to it all day long. And I was asked a long time ago what I thought 
about misogyny and how I thought that it was instilled in young black men and at what age was I um, first um, exposed to misogyny. And I said that I wasn't really sure what age I was exposed to it, but that um, a lot of young black men are exposed to it and don't even realize it. And I was listening to my rap favorite Spotify playlist and um, was just grooving along with it and was struck at how many songs I have on that playlist. Like, I have 690-something songs on that playlist, but I was struck by how many songs on that playlist just casually casually just talk bad about women um just talk bad about ladies in their songs just for no reason you know um i'd rather give you a before i give you a joint um two shorts whole references um e40 telling somebody not to act like a bitch you know and meaning it like acting like a a female dog or a, a, a female, a lady. Um, and, and the list just goes on and on. I mean, it, it really didn't hit me until it hit me. And then it was just like, you know what? I have been listening to this music for so long that I don't even really notice just how many, um, Opportunities, or how many times I'm hearing songs that just have the word bitch in it for no reason or just talk bad about women for no reason. Um, and I'm looking at this playlist right now and I'm actually just trying to think of how many other people have gone through the same thing and how long we've been going through it. And I'm not saying it as an excuse. I'm just saying it as, as I got older, I realized that there are words that are repugnant and there are phrases that can be done without. And, um, as I got more mature and more responsible, I made it a a clear concerted effort to try and avoid, uh, those, words or statements and and I slip I'm I'm just like everybody else ain't nobody perfect in this world and if you think you are then you're delusional um but I I was hoping that others would have that same realization um I'm hoping that um more people have the realization that Dre sort of had Dr. Dre from NWA um because honestly, congratulations, Dre, for realizing that what you did was horrible right about the time that you put out a uh, movie that you want to do well. Um, that you left out the part where you beat up your uh, children's mother and uh, a reporter and another lady rapper. Um, but congrats for, you know, saying kind of that you were sort of kind of sorry that this occurred and that people remembered it. Um, and asked why I wasn't in the movie. Um, Ice Cube never said he was sorry because, you know, Ice Cube uh, still thinks that if you 
want him to apologize for being dismissive of women's or um rights and 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 feelings and everything then use a bitch too which is just special to me because he has a wife and a, a child but you know whatever um but i mean it was as over my head i mean it wasn't over my head i'm listening to the lyrics and i'm hearing what they're saying but it's as simple as tupac saying every other city we go every other video no matter where i go i see the same hoes and that's when you realize this whole song is about money grubbing women and it's like doggone it where was i when this song came out like what what was my mindset at like was i prepared for this and then you realize probably not probably not i mean um songs about conquests songs about beating a woman up um songs about having sex with a woman and taking it without uh or raping them um all of these i've heard all of them selly sells song retaliation um and i want to actually uh play some of them not because i am such a huge fan of them, but more so we can point out the true starkness of these situations but i'm not i'm not because really it's not going to do anything good for anybody to hear these songs um i listen to a lot of music and I gotta say that while some music has gotten better, some music has gotten worse, um, you know, I just realized like a few weeks ago that I've been listening to the clean version of uh, Ray Shrem's CD. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I like this CD so much. It's such a great CD. There's, you know, these kids are just having fun. And then I realized that in literally every song that they have, if it wasn't the clean version, they would be talking about how a bitch can't have their money. And how every bitch that they knew was a gold digger and how um, they can't get nothing without touching or they, they can't get nothing without sex. And if you want to touch something, you better say please. And all this kind of stuff. And it just kind of blows your mind when it dawns on you that... I'm sitting through this again. And I wonder if this is how my parents used to feel when they heard music and, and their parents would get mad about it. And then I heard music and my parents' eyes were open to what their parents were mad about. And I wonder if this loop is going to keep going. And I wonder how I can get my kids to close that loop before they get old enough to be a part of that loop. So then they can start a new loop. You know what I'm saying? So I've been trying to introduce my kids to a lot of various musics like Gogo. Her favorite um, genre is rock. Her second favorite genre is classical. Um, I'm happy with that. I am quite all right with that. Uh, Devin, he his favorite genre right now is wrestling music. <laughs> and I'm OK with that, too. But Kenny. Triple Kenny. His favorite song is Fight Night, uh, where they talk about knocking the 
knock 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 out like fight night and i'm not gonna lie these songs are catchy i'm not even gonna front now like i don't listen to them they're catchy they're just not right you know so i gotta figure out a way to be better i gotta figure out a way to uh be better as far as my communication here on this show um as far as the things that i say and don't say i gotta try and temper back the language because I'm trying to be better and I'm not saying that not cussing makes me a better person I'm just saying that I can do it so since I know I can do it I should strive to do so you know what I'm saying um I'm also going to work at incorporating more of my day-to-day here's what's going on in my pursuit for stand-up comedy here's the things that i'm facing and everything um and and i just want to say thank you to rhett and uh Sarome russell and chris lambert rhett thompson uh she hosts the black and uh podcast um for really giving me some insight about their uh lives as comedians because uh, I really just want to talk to people about that. I really want to get to understand uh, what roles they took and how long it took for them to do it. Because I've only done like three shows. I'll be doing a fourth one tomorrow, I guess. Um, and I just want to improve. I really enjoy podcasting, but I really don't enjoy some of the people that I've run into. Uh, some of the issues and drama that I've come across. It's just a, a murky pond. It's, it's, it's nasty out there. And me stepping away from podcasting for like two months really gave me the opportunity to see just how repugnant some people are um, and how hypocritical some people are. And I mean, I guess you can be a hypocrite when you don't know that you're a hypocrite. But I asked somebody once, if you're not hip to the fact that you're a hypocrite and I hip you to it, Shouldn't you stop being a hypocrite? But no, that's not how it works. Seeing people get mad over stuff that they've done to others. I've gotten mad over stuff that I've done to others. And none of us, like I said, are perfect, but I'm still working towards it. But I've seen people get mad about stuff they've done to others and put it on a podcast and just lacerate people. And it never stops sucking and it never stops being awkward. And I just don't want to be there anymore I just don't want to be that person you know it, it actually makes me feel bad when someone else feels bad so for me to go out of my way to make somebody feel bad just makes no sense like I said before um, this single simulcast episode 190 uh, thank y'all for listening. I really do appreciate it. For real this time, Fat Man's been the beats. We out.
My name is still Rashani and I'm still angry and I'm black. So that's how this works out. Um, but today I, 
had a really good day. Um, my family and I went to the local amusement park and we spent the entire day there. I mean, literally, we were there from like 11.30 a.m. to like 6.30 p.m. Um, rode a lot of rides, had a lot of good times. Uh, my seven-year-old uh, rode on rides that did loops and flips for the first time in his entire life. Um, and just had a blast, and it was the best time ever. I mean, it was magic. You know, it was one of those moments you hold near and dear. And um, later on in the visit, we uh, were walking to another ride, and my wife, my beloved wife, noticed a uh, lady walking past us that was wearing an unfortunate pair of spandex, which gave this woman a case of camel toe, and my wife pointed it out. And um, me being the man that I was, I expressed regret that I had missed it. Um, and she was like, yeah, you'll catch it next time. Because that's my wife. You know, we we talk like that. So she was like, yeah, you missed the camel toe, but I'm sure you'll see it next time. And I was like, I ain't going back to see it. And we were joking back and forth. And then all of a sudden, you hear my little seven-year-old say, what's camel toe? And I said, what? And he said it again. What's camel toe? And my wife started to explain it to him. And I was like, you know what? I'll explain it to you when you turn 18. And he looked at me. Um, and you could see the wheels turning in his head as he looked at me. And initially what I thought he was going to say is, well, by the time I'm 18, you will have forgotten about this. But instead, he said, by the time you turn eight, by the time I turn 18, daddy, you'll be dead. He's seven. He has no he does have an idea of time, but he really doesn't have an idea of how old I am and how it equates back to him and livelihoods and things of that nature. And it was actually kind of funny, you know, when he said it. Sam DeBose died for not having tags on his car. My son doesn't expect me to live until he's 18. Sandra Bland died in a prison. They still don't know how. She, they're claiming that she committed suicide due to depression. My son doesn't think I'm going to live till he's 18. One of my uh, cousins got shot coming home from a club. My son doesn't think I'm going to live to see his 18th birthday. Eric Garner died. Uh, he got choked out while telling people who couldn't breathe. Trayvon Martin died um, getting killed by a neighborhood watchman who was only watching out for himself and not for the actual neighborhood. Um, Tamir Rice died um, playing in the park. Freddie Gray died after getting arrested for we still don't know what. 
my seven-year-old son doesn't think I'm going to live 11 more years to see him turn 18. And I know, again, that he knows that this isn't real life. He's just a kid. He's just fancy free, you know. I strive to make sure that my kids are able to be kids and to enjoy childhood as long as they can. But while we were driving today, while we were driving yesterday, a police officer pulled up behind my car. And I was reminded once again that that old uh, adage well, of uh, there's a cop there's behind a, me. Be, don't look. Don't look. Don't look back. I'm always scared of getting pulled over. <laughs> and um, that's not a laughing matter. I am always scared. And now that I know that all it takes is one bad moment for a person with too much power to see me as a threat because my tags aren't the way that they think they should be or my tail light is busted out or anything like that. It's just so sobering to me. And I often do think about my death. I, I think about it a lot more than I think about the death of an animal, a cat, a lion, whatever. I think about my death all the time because I feel like my death should affect a lot more people than a lion. And I'm finding out that that's not the case. But in this situation, I think about my death a whole lot. And... When I think about my death, I think about my funeral. I think about my funeral a whole lot. And when I think about my funeral, I think about the eulogies that will be said about me and what people will say. Promise that you will sing about me. I just want people to come to my funeral and say he was a good man. You know, he was a good person. I want my kids more than anything else to be able to say he was the best father. Bar none. He was the best father. But if I die because a police officer killed me or because a 911 dispatcher didn't want to come to me or because a paramedic didn't want to help me, or because somebody walked across the street to avoid me, or because somebody stalked me and then shot me, or because somebody choked me out because I wasn't doing something fast enough to meet their expectations, or because somebody beat me in the middle of the street with their nightclubs while their, their officer friends sat and watched. The one thing I don't want to come out of your mouths at my funeral is that you forgive them. Forgiveness is not something that comes immediately. I'm a Christian and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, forgiveness is grace and it takes a lot to be gracious. We don't have to get there immediately. We don't have to get there at all. It's on your time. And so when family members die at the hand of somebody else and the first thing that comes out of that family member's mouth is that we forgive them. Why? Dylan Roof 
just claimed not guilty in in his court trial, in his hearing. He said he was not guilty. He killed nine people, told people why he killed those nine people, wrote a manifesto about why he killed those nine people, sat and watched those nine people, talked with those nine people, and then shot those nine people and said that he was not guilty. And their family members, their church members, their churchgoers, they forgave him. And for that, I say, why? Why are we so quick to forgive? Why are we so quick to forget? When the shoe's on the other foot, dude, Michael Vick has been a dog killer for like 12 years in the eyes of white people. Seriously. Michael Jackson's been a child rapist whenever it's convenient to white people forever, yo. To quote most deaf, O.J. Simpson was found not guilty by a jury of his peers, and they've been messing with that brother for the last 20 years. 20 years, yo. But Woody Allen, let's forgive that. The cops that shoot uh, innocent black women in the streets, let's forgive them. Rakia Boyd's killer, let's forgive him. Eric Garner's killer, let's forgive him. You know, the only one that they don't ask us to forgive is uh, George Zimmerman. And that's because he finally did some stuff to them and showed them what kind of a nitwit he really was. They always want us to show forgiveness, to turn the other cheek, to be gracious. Well, here's the thing. When I die... Show no grace. Show no mercy. Show no compassion. Show no love. Show no forgiveness. Don't show them anything. Don't give them anything to make them feel better about themselves. Because when I die... My son thinks that I'll be dead before he's 18. And if that happens and I fail him and I fail my daughters and I fail my other son and you forgive them for taking this opportunity away from my family and from myself, I will never forgive you. You got 11 years.
money, my money. She only wants money from me, love from somebody else.
Cause I'm blowing through the breeze. I said I'm born to you. I'm born to see the day come through. I should care for you like you want me to. Turn me up in this place, yeah. Till the notion is found, no, I don't want to see. It feels like I've been such a stranger. It feels like everything is wrong. It feels like I've been gone for ages. It's soon too done. Circumstances I shouldn't need it to behave. Oh, the time is comfort changing, yeah. With nowhere to escape, mm-hmm. with different circumstances, I shouldn't need it to behave. 